Alright, today we're with Buddy Lee, and Buddy Lee has uh, agreed to do a podcast with us today on planningtogrow.com. Buddy, welcome. Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, we're here in, um, in Horn Lake, Mississippi with the Urban Tree uh, uh, Council or whatever, and uh, it's a great group. But uh, my name is Buddy Lee. I've, um, I'm the inventor of the Encore Azaleas. Uh, I live in uh, Louisiana, just, just north of New Orleans in the Piney Woods. I've been collecting plants uh, for a long time. I grew up in a, had a, grew up on a farm, in a vegetable farm, a beef farm, and in a rural area, so I always had an um, you know, interest in plants. Um, started working at nurseries when I was about 15 years old and uh, milking cows in the evening for my father. but. Uh, just just a, been a plant fanatic for a long time. Started uh, selecting plants, uh, buying plants, uh, evaluating plants. Uh, probably in the early 70s, I started, mid-70s, I started collecting plant species of evergreen azaleas and other stuff. Early 80s, started actually doing controlled plant breeding of, uh, you know, of evergreen azaleas, uh, which eventually led to the Encore azaleas. Uh, Encore, you know, a lot of people think they're descendants of the southern indica plants, and uh, but the breeding program on Encore was—it's um, a vast uh, number of, of cultivars that was used. You got a lot of genetic variations in there, so you know Encore is not—you know every Encore is probably not the same as the other genetically. But uh, other plants that I'm interested in, you know, like I do a lot of plant plant hikes. Uh, I love native azaleas. We uh, do an annual hike on Gregory Ball in North Carolina uh, to see the native azaleas in full bloom there. But in, even in the south, uh, the honeysuckle azalea or, or rhododendron canescens and rhododendron ostrinum, the yellow one that grows in, you know, across Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, just fascinating. Um, you know, I do some work, uh, I do a lot of other work with, uh, you know, gardenias, I do rose breeding, uh, just just a lot of different stuff. Uh, you know, it's kind of chaotic at my place. Uh, my little, I used to have a wholesale nursery, uh, but in 91, I converted it all to just uh, just plant breeding at my, at my nursery. Buddy, tell me a little bit about the Encore Azalea. It's a very popular yeah. plant for us. We know it likes sun, which is unusual what we hear for, for azaleas. We know it blooms three times a year. We've had some uh, great success with it in the North Mississippi area, and then we've had some challenges as well. But you were the inventor of that, and how long, just how long did that take to, to flesh that out? I know you, you gave just a great presentation here today and a little bit on that, but how long does it take to, to start from scratch to bring something like the Encore Azalea out to market? Well, uh, I would say that the control breeding work started uh, probably in the early 80s, and it was in the mid-90s when the first the first line of uh, uh, Encore came out. But uh, on your, um, but you know the seedling, the breeding, the breeding work that I do is, um, I mean, it's kind of like the survival of the fittest. I grow a lot of seedlings, and I subject I subject all the seedlings to to some pretty harsh conditions. Uh, you know, I don't spray them, and you know, and we in the selection process can be, you know, can be pretty tough. You know, you're looking for a plant that's that has good foliage, has a good bloom, that's self-cleaning. Um, 
you know, and a lot of my evaluations were in, in the full sun. Once those little seedlings were old enough to, to, uh, to go out into the full sun, you know, I'm talking three or four inches tall, that's when they started moving out in the full sun. So the, 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 the regular results of, of that is a, those azaleas that were selected tend to ha be more heat tolerant and, 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 you know, more adapted to sun. That, what are you excited about now? You just talked a little bit about what the Southern Living folks are coming out with now, and and what are you excited about coming soon? Well, there's a there's a lot of plants uh, that I'm excited with the, with the Southern Living program. Uh, I'm you know I'm uh, pretty active in looking for Southern icon plants that perform extremely well. We have some new rhododendrons that are coming out that are extremely heat tolerant. Uh, you know that been a, a, about a 20 plus year breeding program uh, for Dr. John Thornton in, in Alabama, I mean in Louisiana. Uh, we've been testing them. Uh, the rhododendrons, I'm looking forward to that. They'll be released in a couple years. We have, um, you know, more gardenias. I'm, I'm really excited about gardenias and our green, uh, green, white blooming lower petalum, but also our, our new purple, uh, purple lower petalums, the diamond, purple diamond, and purple pixie. Uh, in our association with the Southern Bulb Company, a lot of unique bulbs, but uh, just a lot of stuff. It takes, it's not easy just to find some plants, the Southern Icon plants, that that perform, you know, we want them to perform extremely well. We want them to be the homeowner to, you know, when once they get these plants, they, we want them to have good results with these plants. You guys have got a new gardenia coming out that you're pretty excited about. What's it? Tell us just briefly a little bit about it. Well, um, we have one called Gardenia uh, Jubilation, and it's a double flowering uh, gar gardenia. It uh, it tends to be about three to four foot uh, high, uh, max, you know, max growth. Uh, it blooms extremely profuse in the springtime, but as as the new growth comes in July and August, you start getting this intermittent bloom. Which you know you don't really need a lot of gardenia blooms to to add a lot of bloom to a lot of uh, fragrance to your garden. So I'm excited about that one. And even though we've had a fairly cold winter, some of the results, um, the results coming in from people that planted them even in the in the colder zones, they look like the plants have done well. Uh, they got a very good root system, and they. You know, and like that plant also came from my nursery. It was selected from a lot of different plants. You know, we were with the selection process. I like plants that have good root systems uh, that makes them easier to establish in, in the garden. What about uh, the Indian hawthorn? Well, the Indian hawthorn, the spring, uh, spring sonata, um, a white blooming. And why I'm excited about this one. Uh, it, it has a high resistance to, to a leaf spot, and that's one of the major problems with a lot of the Indian hawthorns is the, is the leaf spot. This one has shown high resistance to almost complete resistance, and plus this one blooms uh, about two weeks later than our traditional Indian hawthorn. Indian hawthorn the, the, sometimes just bloom really too early, and it gets nipped by frost, and, 
and uh, different, you know, cold weather. But given this about a week and a half, two week later bloom, you know, you got, you know, you can enjoy your blooms much better. But now the the root, the leaf spot resistance, and there's a lot of breeding work going on at my place, you know, trying to pull other colors and and transfer this uh, this resistance to other some new exciting cultivars. Well, buddy, this sounds like some exciting new varieties coming out. We appreciate you taking the time to talk with us here on PlantingToGrow.com. And, uh, well, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a beautiful day here, and it's been a great spring.